Hey all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank. Today I'm joined by Daniel. What's up? And Squeaks. Squeaks. Uh, today we're going to be going over some of the television news. We had some stuff out of uh, the Disney Plus area. Uh, we've also got a lot of video game news coming up. Uh, Fortnite's got a birthday, so we got to celebrate that. And uh, and a whole Blizzard corner. We've, it's been a bit since we've done a Blizzard corner, so I'm excited <laughs> to talk about that. Some really cool news. <laughs> Uh, but before we get started, what have you guys been playing? What have you guys been watching? Squeaks, let's start with you. All right. So I finally got back to it because someone likes to claim that I don't beat any of my video games. So I am now playing, well, got back into Ghost of Tsushima. So good. Uh, or Tsushima, however you say it. But because mm -hmm. uh, I took a little break because Avengers came out and that's what I was more looking forward to. Right. So I was like, all right, beat Avengers, put a lot of hours in it. Um, Frank never sends me invites to play with him anyway online, right. so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima. So, um, yeah, really enjoying it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how how many hours have you in so far? Oh shit. Um, six to eight, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I would say so. Yeah. What about you, Daniel? What have you been playing? What have you been watching? All right. So uh, I've I've been playing Call of Duty Warzone. So. Right. Uh, I'm gonna be getting back into World of Warcraft soon. I've been getting yeah. the itch. Yep, yep. And then uh, the last thing I've seen was the Enola Holmes on Netflix, that new Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah. Do you like it? I loved it. It was actually really, okay. really good. Yeah, you should definitely watch it. Yeah, it's definitely on a list to watch. Same here. If you were to drop a grade on that, Daniel, what would you what would you say? A grade? Oh, for mm. being like a Netflix show, like well, I mean. Netflix movie, dude. I would say a good B plus. Like B plus? I really liked okay. it. Yeah. Ever since Death Stranding, I'm always afraid it's going to be A plus for everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's good. Uh, yeah, myself, I've been actually doing all pet battles in World of Warcraft, just waiting for Shadowlands, and mm -hmm. it's amazing. Like you guys, of course, are all welcome to our Discord. Uh, but the Discord has been so many people just like, it's almost here, guys. It's almost Shadowlands time, and, and uh, yeah. just. People waiting, kind of logging back in, getting ready for Shadowlands pre-patch. Um, yeah, we're all just kind of waiting. <laughs> it's a really yeah, great yeah. game we can't wait for. So that'll be good. I think it would be best to try to get all that gold now, right? Before all the well, it's really out. hard to farm gold. Uh, our friend Richard is farming gold by selling Horrific Visions. Uh, so if you guys have the gear and everything like that to do that, then that's definitely a way to make gold right now. People are trying to like finish up achievements and stuff like that. So that's that's what he's doing. Um, but the normal avenues of making gold through professions and whatnot, it's really a bad time to do that because nobody's buying flasks, nobody's buying stuff like that. So it's slowed down quite a bit. All right. Uh, the audio book, we, we have our book club. We decided, uh, we it's actually one of our most popular episodes, our last book club squeaks. I hadn't told you that. Oh, um, sure. Okay. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to make that its own episode. So we'll record that later on and then it, that'll come out uh, in a few days after this one, guys. Uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, The Sandman, which is just fantastic. I mean, it's amazing how much better audio dramas are over audio books. What do you think? Uh, the audio, what do you mean? The people like that with, are exclusively with the different for cast and the music and sound effects yeah, compared to just an audio book. Now, I am. Yeah, because it really does put the uh, put the scene in for you. I feel like with yeah. the sounds and the noises and whatnot. So I really like that instead of just having to paint a picture. Well, I, I guess our last book, though, was like you were expected to know where you're at, like Najatar, stuff like that when it That's was true. Fate's name. But mm -hmm. at least for this one, um, like in the very, very beginning, you're um, with this like cult type feel, right? Um, yeah. And they were trying to get death himself or right? Death. Yeah. Dream. Dream. Well, they were dream, trying dream. to get death, but they got dream. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um 
So that was really nice to paint a picture just by by sounds and um, listen to people communicate with with each other instead of just saying the name of where they're at. Yeah, yeah, it's um, really really good. So the next audio book that we're going to be doing, guys, is Dune because of the new movie coming up and like that. Mm. Uh, I was looking into it. There is an audio book for Dune, which is like the full book, and then there's an audio drama of Dune that's made by Audible, and it actually is going to be closer to what the movie will be like. It's going to be focusing on the main character. I believe his name is Paul. Um, so I think we'll do the audio drama version because that way it's a little bit closer to the movie and stuff like that. And then if we want to delve de- uh, deeper into it, we can at a, at a later point, but uh, that's going to be our next one guys. So just head on over to audibletrial.com backslash geek freaks to support the podcast. Okay. All right. Unfortunately guys, movie delays this year just seems to be kind of a weekly occurrence. Uh, we have more delays. Of course, black widow is delayed again from November 6th to May 7th, 2021. Damn. We say time and time again, I, I just want this on Disney Plus already. I just want this to be out already. Are you guys still excited for this at all? I am. I'm, I'm very excited. It's it's sad that they're pushing it back. They're delaying it for until May. But I, I might actually go see it in theaters on May 7th. I, I might be willing to see it. And it's, it, honestly, it's a smart move. They, I don't think they made that much money on Mulan when it came out. Yeah. And, and honestly... It was a lot of money just to watch Mulan. Wasn't it like what? It's thirty dollars. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. If they made it like fifteen bucks, I I think they would get more more people buying it. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, uh, one of the big things is Tenet, which they tried to do like a regular blockbuster release, like they would with any other movie, had a terrible start as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So they they could sell they could tell that the audience isn't ready to risk it yet. Um, yeah. And so that from the business standpoint, I can see it's just kind of like you guys are pushing back so much other MC movies. So like. Uh, Shang Chi's getting moved back to July 9th. Eternals November 5th. So everything's getting pushed back when Black Widow gets pushed yeah. back. Uh, you could imagine that like the production and stuff like that gets a little relaxed on the next, you know, uh, Doctor Strange or whatever because oh we have movies that are all getting pushed back. It's just frustrating as a person who's, I mean, we haven't had an MCU movie this year, and it's so crazy to think that, but we really haven't, and it's just I'm getting that itch, you know? Yeah. Uh. What do you think, Squeaks? Do you think that uh, Black Widow being pushed back or uh, moved to Disney Plus? Which way would you vote for this? Um, well, I know that uh, the Mulan didn't do very well on Disney Plus, but the thing is, I feel like with that, this has a a bigger following already uh, yeah. because of what the, what they've done with Marvel. I know Mulan's obviously a classic, and everyone knows what Mulan is, but nobody's asking for a live action Mulan as mm-hmm. much as they're asking to continue this Marvel universe that we all love right now. Um, so I think it might do well. I do agree with Daniel that the pr- ticket prices are a little too much. Um, they're kind of focusing on like, okay, the well, if people bring their kids and whatnot, okay, it's really targeting them and helping them out. But for people like uh, me, where it's just okay, I want to pay for two tickets. That's that's more expensive than you know me wanting to just watch it at home. So why would I? Right. Why? Do, and plus, I would no. I mean, let's be real. Uh, I wasn't with Black Widow. I might be willing to pay thirty bucks to be honest, <laughs> but uh, Milan, I'm not. Uh, the one thing that's really disappointing is that, well, I'm not even disappointed. You guys know that I'm like fucking um, just immune to it now it's because of all these video games that we get announcements for. And it's like, fuck, a year later, this is a huge pushback because it's already been pushed back, obviously, before. But from November all the way to May. Yeah, they're really trying to like make sure like, OK, well, let's just we think so far of a push is going to be safer in the world wherever we're at in yeah. May next year. So. I get it, but uh, I mean, I kind of explained to you during, over text messages that I wonder if we could just release it in movie theaters, have it showing longer, and then if 
you know, you do your, I'm sure movie theaters have a capacity limit in certain states and whatnot. So, um, maybe if you show it longer, we'll kind of make up that money. Yeah, that know. would, that would be like a six month window instead of the normal, like three months yeah, or even like, shorter now, now it's like 17 days. Because then uh, it gives people the opportunity to go. If you're only doing, let's just say a random number, like 30% capacity, at least, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, this is going to be showing for so long that I still have a chance to see it. So yeah. I don't know. Something. Yeah. I'm just I'm getting anxious to see this and uh, and something from the Marvel Universe, really, at this point. And 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 uh, I know we'll get to this later, but it's like WandaVision doesn't even have a date yet. So it's like, what, are you guys going to give us anything this year? Come that on should be, I want to say it was like December or November. It's in that area that that's coming out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We just saw the trailer and said coming soon, so I didn't know if there was a, uh, you know, yeah. a little slip-up release date We know somewhere. it can't stack on The Mandalorian, though, so it might be sooner than later because we know it won't be mm. on top of Mandalorian. I actually think it would actually really do well in October as kind of a um, Halloween type of thing. You know, we have, okay. there's a Halloween episode we could tell from the trailer. Let's move on to yeah, that. So we have yeah. WandaVision trailer okay, okay. Uh, and, and what that leads into. So um, out of this WandaVision trailer, we saw so we saw the multiple multiple timelines that are going to be jumping through multiple different sitcoms. One that looks like, you know, Leave it to Beaver. The other one that looks like Family Ties and stuff like that jumping through time. Uh, we know that the first half of the series is going to be more sitcom-y. The second half is going to go full MCU uh, with uh, we, we saw Monica, Monica uh, Rambo show up. So, uh, that's pretty crazy right there. She's a, she's a Captain Marvel um, and she was the little girl from the Captain Marvel movies. So you got to give you guys an idea. Um, and and this got me kind of excited for this project because before I was just like, this seems a little weird. I'm not really sure. But we actually this looks fun. This looks interesting. Looks different. I'm super excited for this. What are your thoughts, Squeaks? I'm super ready for the show to come out. So at first I was like, okay, who cares about WandaVision, right? Like any of these two characters. But lately I've been on this like vision rampage. Like I just want more vision. Yeah. And I'm trying to like find more comic books, stuff like that, whatever. And I get to its origins. Like, okay, but I want more. And um, I think a lot of it too is uh, uh, visually. Vision looks very, I don't know, pleasing on the eye. I think it looks great. Oh, okay. But what I love about the, what, what I love about the trailer is uh, <laughs> that we get these little like snippets of, uh scarlet witch in an old outfit like the, i think probably yeah, the Hollywood and the episode. vision too and then yeah. you got vision in the old outfit and so yeah. this looks like it could be super fun but then it then it really gets going like when uh when he wakes that girl up in the car saying like oh you know thinking i'm dead but really because he's dead mm-hmm. um that's where it's like oh shit i wonder what's going on um i'm not thinking like i don't i like i don't know i went in like clueless not really thinking of anything just enjoying the trailer so i didn't really think anything more of what we than i saw on it I'm super excited for WandaVision. I, mean, I think because it is different. Like, we thought it was weird with the first uh, Leave it to Beaver kind of feel like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't know what we're expecting. And that's what I that's what I like most about it. The uh, the woman that they wake up in the car, I, I'm not, I don't remember her name, but she's supposed to be the main villain yeah. of the series. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so uh, she's, I can't remember her name again, but she's, like, supposed to be, like, someone who's, like, even more powerful. Well, not, anyways. There's an idea that maybe she made a deal with Scarlet Witch for for Vision to be around or something like that. There's something going on there mm. uh, from all the speculations that's kicking out kicking out there. Uh, she she reminds <laughs> me from uh, Deadpool when she's like that villain, that buff villain. Is that the same? Girl? No, no. Th- this actress is from Step Brothers. You, you might remember yeah. from Step Brothers as the one married to the asshole brother. <laughs> oh my god! Oh shit! <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay, no, no. classic. Um, oh, yeah. So what this will lead to? We found out we have an announcement of a Nick Fury series. This is going to be focusing around mm-hmm. Sword. I love Sword. It's it's basically the evolution of Shield, uh, taking care of 
non-Earth-based threats in the Marvel Universe. Um, so we have Monica Rambeau. We have uh, this, this idea that eventually that is going to be involved. We know that this is also going to lead into Doctor Strange 2. Uh, this movie's def- this series is definitely going to get big fast on us. What what do you want to see out of this series, Daniel? Are you wanting to see so who would you want to see guest star? Let's go with that. Who would you want to see guest star in this? Because we're gonna have multiple dimensions. We really could do anything. Guest star out of like all the Marvel, Marvel characters. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, the wheels I, are turning. I, I would want probably Iron Man. Iron Man. You want, want you want to see a way to bring back? But but I, problem that he's dead. So is Vision. Yeah, but yeah, we'll go to different dimensions. Yeah, That's so true. they could bring back Tony Stark in a way, yeah. but not necessarily permanently in the MCU, but I do like that. It's a way to kind of like, you know, give us yeah. a little taste of Tony again. And you go, I would like for them to kind of introduce some X-Men, somebody from the X-Men family. Oh, get yeah, us that'd be some awesome. X-Men. Like we have multiple dimensions. <laughs> uh, and look, you know, I'm talking maybe like, ju- you know, Jubilee, someone real trashy. Uh, I was thinking like, you know, <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Yeah, straight up Hugh Jackman. Yeah, bring out, bring out Logan. Um yeah, I don't know. That's going to be really cool. I'm excited for this Nick Fury series. I'm excited to see what that's going to be like. Uh, yeah. Rumors are it's going to be a lot like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I haven't really watched that. Have you guys watched any Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, no, no. No, I have not. <laughs> I, I thought that show would look kind of stupid. I didn't yeah. bother. It, it kind of got Arrowverse for me, and I already have a lot of Arrowverse stuff going on, so it's yeah. hard for me to, <laughs> to branch out to a whole other uh, universe. Um, hopefully it's good. We'll see. Uh, it's going to be taking place after the events of uh, end game and and it's also going to be on Disney Plus. So Disney Plus is really kind of bringing some heat. They're really bringing out some good shows. You know, this is like a uh, a multiverse type of show, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, um, I would want to. I know I'm just bartending because he didn't ask me this question, but I want to say it anyway. Yeah, of course. <laughs> As ego, I want to see ego from Guardians of the Galaxy too. Because if this is like a universe thing, I would like to see mm-hmm. him kind of come back and do more. Um, I feel like it's kind of fitting in a way. Yeah. Uh, good actor too so i mean I'm, I'm I, I, I think that's a re- another reason too is just the actor really yeah <laughs> uh, have they announced the next um what was it thor uh with natalie portman have they announced that they announced yeah. it we're just waiting for production to be to continue uh you know no, they, st- they stopped yeah or? oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. yeah. Okay. it's slowly I starting thought... to creep back in but i mean they're still kind of at mm. a stop- stopping point right now i was actually excited for that well it got pushed back thanks to black widow yeah. everything's getting pushed back unfortunately yeah. Alright, so we have uh, news of a Suicide Squad spinoff. This is the the Suicide Squad by James Gunn, which I'm more excited for that because James Gunn, I, I put a lot of trust on him. Uh, most of Suicide Squad is already kind of a, 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 an oddball roster, but James Gunn in particular is really pulling out like the Polka Dot Man and stuff like that, like real deep bench kind of guys. One of them is uh, John Cena is going to be playing Peacemaker. Peacemaker is this guy who's kind of this like globetrotting diplomat that'll take out, you know, dictators and warlords. But he'll kill innocent people too. He, he's kind of things like the greater good. Um, he's more villain than hero, in my opinion. But anyway, so we're gonna have we're gonna have John Cena playing him, and this is gonna be a brand new series coming over to HBO Max. HBO Max also doing quite well lately. Um, in an interview with Cena, we found out that Peacemaker is gonna be really aggressive and arrogant in, in his version of, of Peacemaker. Uh, so, what do you guys think the series is gonna be like? What what will it look like to have a series that has Peacemaker in the squeaks? What do you think, man? Oh, I think it's going to be the boys. I think we're going to get a Homelander by himself, basically. I mean, okay, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, somebody who just thinks they're above everybody else. He's kind of got yeah. like a Punisher, you know, level of skills, but just think he's better than everybody. 
Yeah, and I think because he, he wants to do it for the greater good, but he doesn't care like uh, how he does it, obviously, for the greater right. good. So to me, honestly, it just sounds like Homelander in a way. Well, obviously, Homelander has like um, a crazy plots too, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do, do bad, think- but I think we'll get somewhat of a feel like that. Do you think it'll be big? Do you think uh, it's going to be a, a big, big series? I think John Cena will pull in a bunch of people just because of his name. Yeah. As far as that. Yeah. I mean, well, if you're going to do any star. He's only been on two movies, like Marine and stuff. Yeah, but I get. I mean, everybody too. knows him from wrestling, though. You know, like if you're gonna bring anybody in that cast to have their own show, why not John Cena? I mean, everybody else is. I don't know. You're not gonna see Margot Robbie in a series, are we? Yeah, they could. Uh, they could bolster it up with some additional guys too. They could add in some other, you know, small people as well. Uh, with, yeah. Actually, they could do like the like the WWF doesn't like make an entire cast out of wrestlers. Really, um, I'm not sure what their their relationship with WB would be, but that'd be pretty neat to see. Uh, yeah, hey, I would like to. Sound... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Daniel. What were you saying? I was going to say, uh, this, this show kind of reminds me of uh, that video game, Mercenaries. Yeah. If you're going after Warlords. <laughs> Just killing innocent people by accident. <laughs> well, actually, no. There wasn't. There was really. Yeah, there was civilians, but you couldn't actually kill them. But yeah, it reminds me of that. Yeah. Kind of actually looking forward to it. I want to see how, how it is. I'm going to get Rambo feel myself. Film. I think this could Rambo, be like Rambo. Oh, that'd be very yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I love Rambo. The only thing a, is his yeah. his helmet is so stupid looking. Have you guys seen the helmet for John Cena's <laughs> yeah, character? Yeah, yeah, it's so dumb. And I'm like, I can't see him wearing that in the jungle, like this flashy chrome helmet in the jungles of, of somewhere trying to take somebody else out. Uh, but yeah, so John Cena will be returning for the role. We have James Gunn is going to be producing it. Of course, he's done he's doing this new Suicide Squad yeah. and he's done Guardians of the Galaxy. And we have uh, Peter Safran holding uh, joining and he does uh, Shazam. And Aquaman, so a really great team behind it, and it's gonna be really cool to check out. More spinoffs. We have a new The Boys spinoff being developed by Amazon, following the massive success of season two. Season two has been taken off for them. It's Amazon reported that it is the fastest, or it is the uh, biggest release for them ever. Season two, the first three episodes, um, it's up eighty nine percent from season one. Which season one, when it came out, I remember it was kind of like one of those things where a lot of people weren't talking about it, like they didn't know it was coming out, kind of thing. And then when it did, it got big. Uh, it's already been renewed for season three and then we have the spinoff and it has a, you know, like a talking dead is the best thing I could think of, you know, where it's like a talk show after the show. Have you guys uh, used to, you guys used to watch talking dead or yeah. that just me? Uh, a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. Have, uh, like, the characters come in and like talk about the episode or whatever. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, this one has Aisha Tyler. I didn't know I have to check that out. Um, but yeah, the spinoff will, will be set in um, in like a college setting full of just soups. So think of like Professor's X Mansion, but it'll be as raunchy and gruesome as the boys uh, is what they're promising already. So what do you guys, it, it, I don't know. I, I kind of am getting kind of burnt out on that, but I'm still excited to see what they can do. Daniel, what are your thoughts, man? I'm tired of spinoffs. Uh, the boys, it was a cool show, but... I wasn't like a big fan, so I didn't even bother watching season two. Oh, it, really? Wow. To, yeah, and then series, they're they're just trying to make more money now. At this point, they're just like, okay, well, but the, I I feel like the only reason season two did so well is like right now everybody's at home, <clears throat> so people just want to watch the show. So I mean, that that's the only reason. Well, that's not the only reason, but I think that's that's a big reason why they got so many uh, viewers. This, yeah, this time. desperate for content. Yeah, so, um, I'm not. I'm probably not gonna watch the new series. 
I just, I'm always worried when it's like, oh, look, this is really successful, so let's make a spinoff. So it's kind of like, well, yeah. is there a reason for the spinoff? Does it make sense storyline-wise? Yeah. Are you guys going to put the same amount of attention and care? Are, what is the source material for this? I'm worried about that as well. Yeah, it could just be a well, money grab. Like, you could look at Walking Dead. It had its own spinoff, and we all thought it was going to be like the before, right. and come to find out, they didn't even do anything about it or show anything on like how it all started like it showed a little bit a little but then bit, it was yeah. just like like the first couple yeah. episodes yeah that was it it was it's really disappointing so uh i mean it it could be good for them or it could just honestly hurt them too yeah. they're just gonna waste money on this series but yeah. we'll see tarnish the name what are your thoughts Squeaks? Yeah. um you know i'm fine with the spinoff to be honest and if you want to put us in a different uh um, whole cyber has nothing. I, I mean, I would like it to not be relatable or to have some type of connection at all with the actual The Voice TV show. Mm -hmm. I would like something totally separate. But at the same time, the setting of this is not very attractive to me. Um, this whole Professor Xavier um, school, basically, and all of them, you know, just are rated R, basically. Right. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of TV shows lately have been like that, like Sabrina and Craft and whatever is. I don't know. I'm just over being. I don't know, following kids in the school. Really. Yeah, oversaturated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they even compared it to that. Hunger Games, the fact that like there's going to be like limited spots to be to join, you know, the boy or not the boys, but okay. um, whatever, Vought's team. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and so like they're competing the whole time. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. There is like a lot of this kind of lock and key and stuff like that, where it's, you know, both a school drama yeah. and superpowers. We're kind of getting a little bit uh, overwhelmed by all of it. Yeah, a little bit too is like know your audience. I mean, I mean there could be a bunch of teenagers involved in the show, but at the same time, it's a bunch of people like us that are you know thirty years old or 20, high right. mid twenties enough that it's like okay, cool. I, I mean, I was in school so many years ago. I don't really want to. Yeah. Every single show is a freaking school show. So show show a superhero that has like kids at home, bills that need to be paid, trying to find just a moment to themselves. You know, like real yeah. life stuff. That then I'm like, I'm in. You yeah. Know? yeah. I got one. Smallville. Smallville. Boom. 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 Ancient show. Nobody watched anymore. <laughs> uh, speaking of Superman, see how these transitions are perfect, guys. I'm just saying. <laughs> Supergirl is ending. Supergirl's coming to an end after uh, for its upcoming sixth season. It's going to be its last season. Uh, Melissa Benoist uh, announced this on Instagram, uh, expressing her gratitude for joining the role. She actually, in my opinion, did an excellent job playing Supergirl. Had a really good mix of that that hope and and fierceness that Supergirl portrays. Really cool. Um, this is just the latest in the changes coming to the Arrowverse. Uh, we have a new Batwoman coming in, and Superman's getting his own show. And I think that kind of really like leaned into this because if Superman's getting his own show and he has the same powers as Supergirl, why would you keep both shows on? And Supergirl's always kind of been a little bit behind in the ratings behind Arrow and Flash. So I think it's just kind of the right time to let it exit. Uh, I know you guys aren't Arrow. Arrowverse fans, why so I'm not asking you too much on this. But have you had a chance to watch any Supergirl? Either of you guys? Not at all. None. <laughs> Daniel? I watched uh I seen like uh two episodes. It was okay. Um yeah. but see I the episode I seen it was on like CW and it was already like season three. I think I right. need to just like start over. And plus it's only six seasons, so I'll probably just give it a shot and actually watch all six seasons. But it didn't look bad. It it really didn't look bad, but I, I love Smallville. It's in my heart. That's yeah, kind of hard. 
I think you might like it after season two. So season one was was C, was on CBS, and then season two they went back to went to CW with the rest of the overs, and they did their kind of CW uh, formula where they made it a, an ensemble cast and less about the singular hero. And so we got a lot more like Martian Manhunter, which is my, one of my favorite characters in this series. Um, her sisters. We had a lot more of the aliens involved and stuff. is really cool. So I would I would suggest it. Season two it gets a little bit more uh, better in my opinion. I think it's really cool. It does. Oh, okay. All right, uh, Addis Hodge. He's in talks to play Hawkman. I am so Addis pumped. Hodge. Yeah. Um, right. First same. of all, great name. I am well, so I pumped a... for Hawkman joining joining uh, any movie. Like he's such a badass hero. I think what he's is... actually confirmed now, though. Is he confirmed? Okay. Yeah, because okay. Dwayne Johnson, I think, gave him a phone call saying, "Like, hey, welcome to the cast, whatever." Yeah. Rock, I know you're a fan of Geek Freaks. If you want to give any of us a call to join the cast of anything, I would I would love to be in Black Adam. I could play Greed or or whatever. Just let us know. Um so Hodge is best known for uh playing Levi on Hidden Figures, uh MC Ren on Straight Outta Compton. He's kind of one of those guys that's like, oh yeah, I've seen him in that one thing. Like he's kind of been in everything, right? He's uh, on leverage too. He's on leverage. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Uh He's going to be a Hawkman himself is usually a Carter Hall. There's kind of like multiple iterations of Hawkman, just like there's everything. Uh, and he has kind of two origin stories, depending on where you go from. The first is he's a reincarnated ancient Egyptian priest, a prince named uh, Khufu. Uh, and the second is that he's an alien police officer. Um, actually, when I first started liking Hawkman, it was the alien pre- uh, pr- uh, pl- police officer storyline. And then I found out like this Egyptian prince. I'm like, oh, that's way better. I like that one way better. Um, and then now you usually see him with Hawkgirl and Hawkgirl kind of got really big because of the Justice League cartoons and, uh, she's in, they're both in Legends of Tomorrow, but she kind of took the lead. So, uh, Hawkman joining, uh, Black Adam. We know that that's going to be the Egyptian Prince storyline instead because Black Adam's, you know, coming back from those times as well. I love Hawkman so much. He's, he's going to be really badass. What do you guys think about him joining, uh, the big screen? Squeaks, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, I think it's badass because, I, I mean, I think DC needs to expand this universe, kind of like what Marvel's doing with all these superhero yeah. no-names. I mean, I'm not saying the Hawk guys uh, no-name for sure at all, but, uh, I mean, kind of like with Marvel and what they're doing with Eternals and Inhumans. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, the the more expansion of characters that we have in, like, the Justice League type, you know, what they're trying to do uh, over there at DC is, is amazing. Um, with um, Aldous, that's how you say his name, right? Yeah, uh, I've only uh, I've only really seen him on Straight Outta Compton and uh, Invisible Man. Um, oh yeah, but I can't really say I'm I'm like too worried about it or anything because that I mean that's how we get a lot of our heroes on the Marvel side, right? Like, who really knew uh, uh, Chris Evans before Captain America, right? I mean, I'm sure he's been in some, but I mean that that's where his name. Not now, another so teen I movie. Wanna... When I watched when I when I saw him as Captain America, I was like, that's the guy from Not Another Teen Movie. I don't know if anybody <laughs> remembers that movie. Maybe I'm just old, but yeah. <laughs> um. But, you know, kind of stuff like that. So I don't want to say, like, I'm too worried about it because I don't really know that like, he's been, can he, you know, be in this massive universe and continue to uh, do well in it. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. 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 Hey, I, have they announced who's going to be playing Hawkgirl? Or have they announced, like, are going to have it yet? I don't think they're going to use Hawkgirl yet. They might wait oh, and see how well so? Hawkman does and then make his own movie, which would be fantastic. Hawkman's kind of like that green arrow level hero where it's like yeah. they're they're kind of the b shelf on the justice league yeah. tiers fantastic characters they just kind of you know it's hard when you get the you got the heavy hitters like green lantern and superman out there um yeah oh, they're gonna have to put her in there if she because if we're going egyptian i mean he's gonna have to have 
hot girl there. So they're going to have to figure yeah. out a hot girl, I would say, before they actually make the series. You're right. You're right. If they're going to show back at the Egyptian times, she's going to be there. And they're going to have to show, like, what was she? Was she the princess? I think she might have been the princess. Or she was maybe, like, the handmaid. I don't remember the details. But, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. For a B-level character, it'd be kind of cool if they did just a series on uh, HBO Max instead of, like, an actual TV or a movie, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like your WandaVisions and whatnot. Like, I mean, I don't really care to see a Hawkeye movie, but it'd be cool to watch a TV series about him. Yeah. Wait, have they so. said if it's going to be a movie or a series? It's going to... No. Well, hold on. So yeah. he's just going to be part of Black Adam movie right now. Oh. It'd be great if he got his own movie and or series, Hawkman oh, movie or series. Oh, man. That's what I was hoping for. I was like, yeah. I thought he was going to... Yeah, he's a no, cool no, no. character. <laughs> yeah, he is a cool... Exactly. Dude... I was looking at some of Jim Lee's uh, art artwork, and mm. he has a hawk woman that's just like that needs to be a tattoo on me. It's so <laughs> badass. It looks really, really good. Uh, all right, we have. Let's move on to video game news, guys. Video games news, guys. Uh, Fortnite's birthday bash. Squeaks, you're a Fortnite player. You know the twelve year olds. <laughs> so from September twenty sixth to October first, getting these dubs all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to talk smack because every day. time we put Fortnite in the title of an episode, it always outperforms everything else. So it's like, <laughs> all right, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Uh, all right, so completing birthday challenges will unlock new sprays, wraps, and emojis. Uh, you can even get the cake, ba cake back bling for finishing all the challenges. Uh, you could unlock the take the cake emoji, which, or emo which actually looks pretty cool. It's like a cake that explodes. Um, and then they're adding this princess castle to the creative mode. Uh, the princess castle is pretty cool because if you... You make a creation using the Princess Castle and submit it before October 6th. You could win, this is in quotes, official box fight tournament as part of the upcoming Wild uh, Wednesday tournament. So basically, if you if you make something with a castle, submit it, you could win an advantage in the next tournament, is what it's basically saying. Right. Um, that's pretty cool. Now, uh, have you have you been playing Fortnite lately? I'm not sure if you've been playing on much lately. Um not too much. I mean, I'm, I'm I am currently playing this uh, the season that's going on right now with this Marvel stuff, but I haven't been on it as much as I was when it first came out. Okay, okay. Uh, how easy it, is it normally to unlock these kind of bonuses, these kind of perks in an event like this? Well, it, it's going to depend on the challenges. So, um, I was recently unlocking Thor's outfit. Okay, so mm -hmm. you get Thor, and you can okay, do a couple challenges to um, say unlock alternate versions of thor but then you might and those are you know maybe like up to five challenges and those are put in some work like you're gonna go in and go into a match and don't expect to like i mean at least for me don't expect to win or get a bunch of kills or anything you're kind of just there for one reason right. um but then sometimes it could just be like aquaman okay i wanted his trident right all you had to do was go find one specific location and pull the trident out so it just honestly is random okay so yeah they could be something as easy as that or or, yeah. or like win x yeah. amount of games Okay. Yeah. I really love how games do this, like, because uh, Warzone pretty much does like little things like that. They add blueprints and stuff. You have to find these uh, codes and unlock mm -hmm. it, and crack it. Like, I love how these games are actually doing that, and you get yeah. free skins and stuff. It, it's actually nice, especially if you're you're putting all this time and effort to get better at the game, and you're spending all this money too by skins. It's nice that they're they actually are giving you free stuff. Yeah, it's a good way to celebrate because they could just as easily yeah. sell this stuff and people would be involved. Um, yeah, so it's definitely. a good way to kind of just like come on over, play and celebrate with us and you guys will get some free swag. Yeah. Uh, so that's going on till October 1st, guys. So when this episode comes out, you have, I think, three days to get your get your butt in there and play. Uh, they're also celebrating uh, the Lama Rama, 
with Rocket League. So Rocket League's free to play now, and uh, they teamed up together to kind of have these like cross unlocks. So some of the stuff you unlock in Fortnite, you have to play in Rocket League and vice versa. It's pretty cool. Uh, I basically want to play just enough to be able to get the battle bus in Rocket League because it looks really awesome, and I do like that battle bus. Um, but you guys could actually be be kind of completing both these challenges at once if you're out there doing things in Fortnite. You could be unlocking both things. Uh, if you the things that unlock in Fortnite are done automatically, the things that are unlocked in Rocket League, you need to go to their website and fill out the information, and and they'll check and make sure you're good to go. Uh, so it's an awesome time to play Fortnite, guys. Get on out there. Let us know how it's going. Daniel, you should get on it. Uh, no, I got Warzone. Uh, <laughs> I actually, actually I don't think like, Dana will be good. I, I don't like yeah, the... Dude. Honestly, like, I'm not trying to talk shit. It's, it's a good game. It's big. But I don't like the um, the cartoonish look of the game. And it, it's just too colorful. You know, you get what I'm saying? See, like, I love it, that shit. <laughs> I, I, like, that's why, like, even my phone, like, the text messages, when it was, like, colorful, like, blue, red, all these colors, I was just like, I was disgusted. I'm like a simple guy. I was. Just, I'm just a simple guy that doesn't wow. like all these. Then why the fuck? Why things. the why the fuck you playing Sea of Thieves with us all the time then? Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, yeah. that's actually ah. just a beautiful game. Wait, time out. That's just a beautiful game, game. right, Taff? It is like, a beautiful see, game. Joe, it's, it is. I, but it's, still it's inspiring me yeah. to get the RTX 3090 just so that I could see that game upscaled uh, with ray tracing just because okay, i mean i can't yeah. imagine what ray tracing well i mean i've seen some stills and it's like i think the game's gorgeous on my graphics card once i'd upgrade to one of those and see how the shadows play with the ocean and stuff like that like oh my god it looks so wonderful and, and one thing with sea of thieves i can only play like a good two hours and a half and i'm already burnt out like warzone i could keep playing because yeah. i yeah but sea of thieves yeah i only play like two hours and i'm, I'm pretty much we're already done after that two hours we already got all our stuff and that's it so I, that's why I can't see myself playing. I tried Fortnite and just I wasn't good at building. And I wasn't either, but it just takes some practice. Like, just join me one night. Just join me. Oh, no. come on. I'm good, man. man. I, I know that Daniel would be good at it. Me and him played a lot of PUBG together back in the day. And I know Daniel's skill and his focus. I'm telling you, if, if you were to give this a shot, he would be yeah, hella yeah. good at it. I tried, and I was like, one one game. I was like, okay, I'm done. One game? I, Hold on. No, you can't just. I, I played more than one game. Of course, nah, it's with my seven-year-old nephew done. and his friends, but <laughs> well, you gotta you think too. More than that, the, it's it's too hard right now, especially being an older game. You're pretty much going against tryhards, and that's why they, I believe, they added bots because you know the game was not fun for new people that want to try to get into it. That's why they had to add bots in the game, just like yeah. Well, PUBG did the same thing, but that's just because yeah. the game's dead. Darwin Project, but Fortnite is just everybody's playing it. You're just going to get destroyed every single game, and it's not fun. And yeah. I started way too late, so now it's like there's no point of trying a game that's already been out too long. Like CSGO. You go play CSGO, you're not going to get – you'll probably get two kills. That's it. If you're lucky. You'll yeah. be lucky to turn a corner and not get sniped. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That's nah, the problem. You know what? Fuck your third, Daniel. Okay, this is this is what I had to say about. <laughs> am I okay? Am I wrong? So Tab? yeah, you are. No, Most you're of the time, right, you're, you're right. You're right. No, no. Why fuck that. He's wrong. He's wrong. Then? Why did they add I don't bots? Know, I don't, you know what? I don't know about. The, I think the bot thing is is super stupid. So besides <laughs> that, though, because there be of course there's a bunch of tryhards people that are really good because obviously they spend hours on it. But there's yes. sometimes I run into people that I put a wall right in front of them. They don't know what to do. They get fucking scared. They're like, oh my god, I don't know what this is. I don't know how to. Yeah, it's right? probably a bot. So, no, it's not. A That's bot. a bot. No. It, no, it's not, bro. I'm telling <laughs> it's you, it's not. I know who the fuck it's I'm killing. Block. God dang. Um, 
So, uh, no, yeah, I can go and piss me off and lose my fucking train of thought. Uh, hey, he's been beating bots this whole time. And he's just like, yeah, I got somebody. I'm so good at this game. I beat bot 4838. That's uh, awesome. Oh, my God. All right, all right, all right. I'll Daniel, join me. Join me, and I'll, and I'll show you. Okay. But I, now wow. I lost my train of fucking thought because you pissed me off. I'm sorry. I forgot where I was going with this. I'm sorry, <laughs> guys. I'm not trying to talk shit about the game. No, it's no, a great no, game. It's no, no, no. It's one of the top games. It's not for me, and it's already too late. That's what I'm just trying to say. It's too late for me to is, try to get into a game. Is no, there a way okay, to like CSGO. other people's games without playing? Yeah, no, Valorant, that? because I'm a fucking badass. And let me tell you why. Okay, so CSGO, you're like, oh, you get in CSGO, you already suck. Okay, so I expect those CSGO players to get on Valorant, right? No, I fucking tear it up in Valorant, too. So, you know, no, wait, 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 wait. I actually follow some so, CSGO there you go. players, yeah. and they, they swap to Valorant. And yeah. they're having issues with that game too. Yeah, a lot they're of them not back, as good actually. as CS:GO players. And I never well, played any of those Valorant, games. I'm better than them. Those that swap to Valorant, a lot of them are swapping back already. The game yeah. is, is losing losing pros quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna consider myself a pro as well on Valorant, and uh, I kind of just stopped playing too. To be honest, <laughs> I, I'm actually thinking while we're discussing this, I think the most new friendly game of the shooter variety is Overwatch, because it's kind of a little more team based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're more about your abilities as well. Yeah, I think yeah, but that game's not a fun game to play solo. It's only fun if you have a squad. Yeah, that's true. Most of the time, you're just getting destroyed. Yeah, but that's most games, though. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. Valorant. When I play with or when I play Overwatch with Frank, I mean, we do really good. And when I play with, when we get a, like a squad and Daniel, and fucking, we always lose now. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're trying to figure out the issue. I, you tell me what the issue is because I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? We always won when I was playing. We do like I'm not. Gonna we need lie. to get back on it though. We need to get back on I, it. If I'm being honest, like even with all three of us, we are better than most teams. I'm just throwing that out there. I and really, I mean, we should be kind of like competing on, on some when, on some. Like, hey, when I'm on Bastion, we usually win. I'm just saying because we got Squeaks as the the tank. Yeah, you got Taff healing. Like we got that. That's we good, got yeah, that. Either we got way, that we team. can both tank or heal. Yeah. I think it's That's three, ver- three versus six. That's three versus six, and we'll still win. I, yeah, we put Bastion in a corner. I Arissa <laughs> in front of him, and then we got you know Squeaks back there. Just mercy me up, man. We're good, dude. We should we should get on soon. We should get All on right. some Overwatch soon, guys. We're gonna be streaming Overwatch here in the next yeah. few days. Keep an eye on that. Uh, World of Warcraft. Then right. we have we got days. a couple days. We got a couple days. Yeah. All right. On to the next thing. Um, Amazon's got a new streaming service, game streaming service. Uh, they announced this on Thursday morning. It's going to be called Luna. It's similar to Google Stadia and Project X Cloud. Uh, Luna will allow you to stream games from Amazon servers onto your PC, TV, or mobile devices. They promise a robust library uh, with games from like Capcom, uh, Ubisoft, 505 Games, and more. They're doing this thing called Channels, where there's going to be like a Ubisoft channel that'll be just Ubisoft games. Um, and and we could expect some integration with Twitch. They own Twitch, so there's going to be something there. Uh, the new controller has that Xbox layout with the uh, these, you know, the toggles uh, staggered from each other, and it'll have it on Alexa button. Uh, the free version gives you access to the store where you can buy games, and then Luna Plus, which is four ninety nine a month, I actually have five ninety nine, and it's four ninety nine a month. I uh, will allow you to stream from a library, and you can stream onto two different devices, and eventually go up to four K. My big question: Do we need another game streaming service, Daniel? What are we your don't. thoughts? I think it's honestly <laughs> stupid. I I don't get why companies are doing this. Like, there's no reason for it. Like, yeah. everybody's like, I want to compete. I want to. All these companies are trying to compete, and it's like it's pointless. I don't even think Google Stadia even did that, or it's even gonna do that good. Like, it honestly, 
it frustrates me because it's it's just like extra stuff that they don't need. They should just be putting their time into another video game because Amazon's working on that New, new world. world. Put your time into that game. You're gonna make a lot of money. You can make it big. Not why waste time on making this? Like Ubisoft games, yeah, they're fun. You got uh, Division, you got uh, uh, just Creed. Assassin's Creed, and all that. Just dance, but it's like <laughs> I, I'm not gonna get it. There's no point. Those games yeah. aren't gonna drive me to get to buy one of those. And plus, you you gotta get the the Xbox. We're gonna get that Xbox that you could stream anywhere, pretty much. Like, yeah, and for a lot of people, they already have a lot of the games in the library, and so like, if it doesn't make any sense to now use it. Game Pass is a good deal. I, I think they're just gonna lose out on this. Yeah. What do you think, Squeaks? Um. Yeah, I think it'll. Uh. Well, so they're trying to be in the market of, of streaming games. So we're only gonna compare right. them right now as of Google, right? So, yeah, it could be a waste. But at the same time, if Amazon is better than Google and people switch over there, then okay, now we have a a more dominant uh product in the streaming service. But the problem is, you're gonna be streaming all these games, taking up like whatever people's data caps on the internet. <laughs> you're gonna tell me streaming 4K is not gonna take up a bunch of gigs. For your monthly uh, data cap, yeah, if you have one, yeah. Um, so I think that's a, a fearsome to a fear thing to worry about. Also, but if people that don't have the best internet and whatnot, then it's like, what the hell? You know, like well, I'm not going to play this. I'm just going to put it in my desk, whatever, and, and play from there. Now, point, are yeah. they going to have exclusives? Right. I know they're working on one. One thing I like what Daniel said is what I mean. Obviously, it's probably cheaper just to come out with the product and have people buy it, and then you can stream the games there. But that'd be kind of badass if we see Amazon or Google uh start uh um like video game production co- or companies whatever you know amazon has one yeah amazon has that new world yeah, coming new out new world's coming out okay well the new world okay okay yeah. so that's one but it'd be cool if like you see google's name somewhere stamped on the game you know more of that yeah. more of that yeah as you're saying yeah put put yeah. your money more into the development of games yeah because you know? yeah. like amazon has their aws that they use like we see like on football ads all the time um, they're using that, and that actually runs a lot of the numbers behind games you guys don't even know. Like, I think it's like Sea of Thieves is one of the games that we play a lot that uses AWS behind it to kind of do the math on everything. Um, it's a lot of games like that. So we'll we'll have to see. They've been kind of in the in the gaming world, just not real loud about it. New World is really beautiful game. Uh, it's kind of directionless right now, but uh, the streaming service to me is kind of like well, if I if I'm a gamer, I have Xbox X Cloud or I have Stadi already. Why would I switch? And the Ubisoft yeah. exclusivity isn't a big enough swing to me because, first of all, if you want a Ubisoft game, you either buy it new at full price or they're always on sale on Steam or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you can pick up an, uh, an Assassin's Creed game from a couple years ago for five bucks right now. Um, they're always on sale. So it's one of those things where it's just too crowded of a market. I'm good, guys. None of you guys are mastering this right now. None of you guys are perfecting it yet. Uh, let's get, let's work on what we have. I, I have a lot of faith in Project X Cloud myself. Um, what? We'll have to see. What if they made like a, almost like a, a Nintendo Switch, like with the screen, everything, and made their own games for it? Would you guys consider buying one? If they had, I yeah, think. if they had their own console, yes. Yeah. yeah. I would actually. I think that would be a better route and try to make their, develop their own games or try to get, you know, other companies and try to remaster those games for that console. Like kind of like Switch yeah. is doing, you know, they got uh, Dark Souls, Final Fantasy now on there, stuff like that. I mean, they could try yeah. to do that kind of market, try to get into handheld like video game instead of like that streaming service stuff. I was I mean, thinking maybe something like that. Yeah. Get a good screen, good monitor, like a 4K little thing on there or 8K, try to go 8K and try to do a handheld 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that might be better. Yeah. That would be smart. And then mm-hmm. the, the the best thing for a company to do right now is if you were to try to find try to develop a console with China as your first goal because China doesn't have a lot of consoles in there really basically it's the Switch and the Switch they do have is so dumbed down it's not worth owning. Uh they actually have a a, a booming market of people selling black market switches that are basically the switches that you and I own. Um if they were to develop a console that's for China under their regulations, you would make so much money doing that, I think. Yeah. Um, and then just, yeah, have remastered Demon Souls, but like, you know, China friendly and have remastered whatever game, China friendly version. Um, you know, it's do I necessarily agree with the rules that they have in place over there? Maybe not. But I'm just saying there's a lot of cash out there. If you're looking to be a company that makes money and Amazon, <laughs> they're a little cash forward. I think that's a good choice. I think that'd be the way to do it. Make a console. I think it's a good way to go. Yeah, make yeah. like a little mm-hmm. handheld. Because right now we really don't have uh, a market uh, other than Switch. Because like PSP just usually bombed. Like yeah, all the PSP when they would stuff, make their yeah. like handheld, it always bombed. So yeah, I mean if they can try to get into that, get a good monitor, a good screen on there, try to get all these companies on board and joining, and I, I think I think they could definitely make money off that. But this yeah, this new pretty much Stadia thing that they're trying to copy. I think I think they need not to stop making that project. What do you think well, about I, them teaming up with Nintendo? If they were to work with Nintendo and just let it stream oh, to the Switch itself. But yeah. But then I don't think Nintendo would want to cuz they already have their own their own console. They already have their own crew to make their Switch better cuz yeah. aren't they coming out with a bigger screen, better HD right now? Yeah, yeah of course they, they are. are. Yeah. yeah. So but squeaks over there about to buy it if they could do it now before nintendo tries to get all these other companies on board and joining them i mean they definitely could definitely do something yeah i think it'd be cool to see some competition in the handheld world um but it it could definitely be um i don't know what do you call it hesitant for the fact that you're gonna have to go up against a giant like nintendo think about it taff would you want okay i'm thinking right now big picture playing world of warcraft on an almost switch like screen right like think about it you you're going to blizzcon and you're bringing your 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 handheld like switch to play world of warcraft because you gotta do the market you got farms gold because you're gonna be at the hotel this whole daddy stuff you know you're connecting and make sure internet's there just have it right there on your screen. You can have no, a wireless yeah. internet no. service on it. I mean, I, no, I use Splashtop for it. I do do this, but I use Splashtop for it all. But it would be nice to have something that's a little more mainstream. Like, uh, NVIDIA tried to do something like this, right? With the Shield or whatever. Uh, yeah. And then we had that stream, the Steam Link. Here's the thing, though, guys, that I kind of forgot until halfway through this thing. There are, you know, a, a huge market out there of peripherals for your cell phone to make your cell phone into a, an Xbox yeah. controller type thing. So really, we don't need to make any more handhelds. We just need to make those mainstream. Um, yes, I, I mean, just coming back to the the Amazon thing, I just don't think there's a market for this. I don't think it's going to yeah, do well. Not. At this no. point, it just looks like they're just going to waste money. Yeah. Yeah, the other ones didn't make it, aren't even doing good. I don't, I think all my friends, like, I don't think any of them own any, like, uh, Stadia. Stadia's yeah. out, right? Stadia's been out, dude. We did the review for yeah, it. Yeah, like, see, yeah. that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like mm, they're just at this point, they're just wasting money when they could be putting it into something better. Yeah, have a better idea. 
we got invited to, there's a podcast that just, I mean, shout out to them guys. I don't remember the name, but shout out to this. Anyways, I don't remember the name. So I'm not sure. Shout <laughs> <Okay>. out. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> they invited us on and they're like, oh, you guys come on and talk about Staddy. And they're like, oh, to be honest with you, none of us touch Staddy after the reviews. <laughs> like it's, yeah. we would be really bad guests. Um, he'll be on the podcast at some point though. So maybe he can sit there and def- we could do a good debate. Actually, that's a good idea. We'll have to tell him. We'll do a debate. Staddy yeah. versus Project X Cloud or something like that. It'd be fun. Uh, all right, the last thing before we head into Blizzard Corner, we have Bethesda. This is kind of the big news, guys. Oh, man. So, Xenomax, really, but everybody cares about Bethesda, joins Xbox. Uh, so, it's the entire Xenomax media uh, family of, of companies. So, it's uh, 2,300 employees. Um, the Library of Award-winning franchises like Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom. I mean, it's there's so many more, right? Um, Dishonored and stuff like that. Uh, along with uh, Bethesda, Xbox now has Arcane. Machine games, ID software, that's where your Doom comes in, and a slew of other developers uh, known for their quality. This has to be, I, I actually have somebody on Twitter that made the switch from PS5 to Xbox Series X because of this deal. Outstanding. Yeah, crazy, right? What are your guys' thoughts? Squeaks, let's start with you, man. What did you think about this acquisition? All right, so the only, okay, so I read a little something that was saying that these games will still go on the PlayStation. Okay, yes ps5 yeah this that is so stupid if you don't take advantage of this as an xbox to only make them exclusives then what's the fuck what what's the point you know so like i'm a i'm a ps5 I, guy yeah and i believe it's the first I, round it's not going to be like future games that are going to be this first batch of coming out but it won't be like you know saying elder scrolls 7 kind of like that it's going to be like the ones that have already been promised kind of thing okay so okay okay because if you're telling me I can't play like the next Fallout, then that's going to hurt me to make me want to probably get the cheaper Xbox than just to play Fallout. I mean, I love right, Fallout right. and I want to like not miss a Fallout. Elder Scrolls for me, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so that's that's good that they're doing it in the future. <laughs> not for me, obviously, but for like the business, of course. Because what's the point? If you're not taking advantage of this, and what's the point? Just to give me games on Game Pass? I don't give a shit. Like, give me, yeah. I need exclusives. You know, I need to be locked down because we, how many. <laughs> I'm getting all passionate about this. My throat's all being yeah. You're, you're dying on us. It's okay, man. You can play. You can play <laughs> so, your Fallout. So the like we talk about many times that uh, Xbox doesn't have enough exclusives. Okay, well right. this is your chance. Grab yeah, these guys. Yeah. So you got the evil, either even all the way to Evil Within, like games you don't think about, but Bethesda, Bethesda makes like Dishonored, Evil Within, and uh, whatever else. You know, yeah. Take advantage. Of it America, has to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I now I did see that article too, and I think what it is, from my understanding. Is it is kind of the games that already promised? It's not necessarily going to be. I think even Elder Scrolls Six is going to be an Xbox exclusive, in my opinion. We know mm-hmm. October first we're going to have uh, Doom Eternal. That's the brand new. Well, that's the new Doom. It's going to be yeah. part of Game Pass, which, in my opinion, was the best thing. I was like, sweet Game Pass, already awesome. Just got more awesome because now they're all coming right here right away. To think that the next Elder Scrolls is going to be a, a Game Pass game is crazy cool. So that's really exciting to me, Daniel. My question for you is. How will this affect the the quality of products coming out of Zenimax's games, out of Bethesda and Arcane and stuff like that? Is how is this going to affect the quality? I think they will, especially with the, uh, Bethesda, yeah, joining in. And they right now they need to compete. That's the thing. They need to, or it's just it's gonna hurt them in the long run. So if they if they don't actually get on board with Bethesda and try and make it, hey, make sure this. Only exclusive to us. Make sure we need to lose. We need to make sure PS4 or PS whatever PlayStation loses. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, the the guy on Twitter, he he swapped 
there's a big following for Elder Scrolls and Fallout. I can't play those games because I get emotion, uh, motion sickness. Emotion but, sickness. You're too invested. Your heart breaks. Emotion sickness. Yeah, I do. I, it, it, <laughs> motion sickness. I, I yeah, motion sickness. Sick. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. But you play After, Call like, of Duty, though. Yeah, yeah, I feel but, like it's more faster paced. It, yeah, but it's the open world that uh, just makes me like get a headache. But you play World of Warcraft. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Dude. What it's the weird. I don't know. Going world on? of Warcraft. <laughs> I don't know. He's so it's busted, Fallout guys. and Elder Scrolls. Okay. So yeah. okay. So yeah, you're uh, you're also more mostly worried about the exclusivity, and and that is kind of a biggie right there because that was kind of when that came out. I was like, oh shit, somebody just took a big swing in this console war, that, you know, quote unquote. Uh, with that so you're you're worried that they should be locking down this exclusivity they they need to i don't, I don't think their quality the quality is gonna cool. be down especially really they're, they're gonna try and make their playstation their xbox sell do so. do you do you need to increase quality to be honest with these games I, yes i do i do but this is known for their bugs if if joining okay, okay, microsoft okay. fixes okay. that i'm 100 percent on board okay Okay, that I understand, but I was thinking like, okay, do, you, do, do we make the games look prettier or whatever to do whatever you know whatever the case may be? I mean, they, honestly, they the should. Games are, they the should. Bethesda has a following though, so what's the point? They're going to come no matter what. You know, there were so, but so, the bugs. I get it. I get the yeah. bugs. Uh, there, there's there's this thing like yeah, Fallout seventy six. Bethesda gets in this thing where they release a game that's not quite there yet. Um, okay. One like thing Fallout seventy six. Fallout seventy six is the best example yeah. for that. Uh, the one thing that did kind of come out and was kind of really under the radar is when this was announced, Elder Scrolls said, like, the reason Elder Scrolls 6 is kind of taking a while, they're rebuilding their engine completely, and they kind of gave a little bit of an example of that, of the facial structure and stuff like that. It looks really good. You can tell it's still kind of that Skyrim feel, but just yeah. just looks beautiful. It looks really, really good, really expressive, so I'm really excited for that. Well, well I... Yeah. Okay. Yes. They, they, already, they already started doing that to Halo, didn't they call right. Bungie to get them involved? Yeah, they called the out? fucking world. To so help I mean, they're already they're already trying to do that. They're trying to get that quality up. Yeah, which is good. It's good to that's, see when they did that. Well, that's my argument. You were saying that you think it's going to go down. I I th actually think Microsoft's going to increase the quality of Bethesda, and I have two examples. First, we'll go with the one you were alluding to. Is we had we had a, a Halo, you know, shown off and stuff like that, and. What would fiscally be sound is releasing the Halo with the launch of the Xbox Series X to boost both sales of the console and, of course, it would drive hype for this, the game. It would be competing directly against Spider-Man. It'd be really cool. So you would think that that would be the way to go, right? Of course, we argued that, that you could actually make more money going the other way in an earlier episode of the podcast. But that's one thing. But in, they decided to wait, and they decided to pull veterans from Halo 2 and Halo 3 from Bungie over to help out with this, yeah. showing that they are going to take the time and fix this and make it look 100% what we expect. I was willing to be okay with the game not looking as good, knowing that it's a whole new kind of Halo and open world, but they're going to adjust it and make sure it's best of both. I'm cool with that. Uh, uh, the whole open world, I think it's going to ruin the game. Well, it's going to make you mo emotion sickness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Motion sickness. For my bad. My bad. Uh, just... the, yeah, I took the, other the... Thing, the other thing real quick, though, is with Rare. To me, Rare's been always been a fascinating company. It's one of my top five developers when we did that episode. Um, but they kind of ran into a stagnant situation. And then when they were acquired by Xbox, we got one of my top three video games of all time, Sea of Thieves. And to see a developer like Sea of Thieves out there today is unheard of. Yes, they have a microtransaction that you can go buy your pets and the costume for those pets. But they release content every month for free yeah. that is excellent, well-made content. And yeah. that's with the parents of Microsoft. 
So Microsoft's okay with it. If Activision owned them, bullshit. Every single thing that comes out, you'd be paying for. Microsoft's okay with them giving it away for free, and it's on Game Pass the entire time. I think Bethesda, I I think we as gamers are winning so hard on this. I think it's going to be really good. They can take the uh, quality of the terms uh, differently than how you thought or said it. But uh, they have to, you can't come out with an exclusive Elder Scrolls 6 and it just fucking tank when it comes to um, how it runs. You know, that's just not, yeah, that just, that's a fail for you. You know, right, right, right. After this whole transaction. this exclusive thing do you think it pulls a lot more people from buying a playstation it'll i don't know if it'll pull me but it'll definitely make me consider the cheaper version of the xbox because i'll definitely not want to miss a fallout well i mean well technically you can play on pc especially you have a computer yeah you can you can true but i I, I think one thing one thing it did is there's a lot of people out there who couldn't get that ps5 pre-order and they were like you know what i'm okay with getting the xbox one now they were like, ah, you know, there's just too many good. And they were like, I'm okay with getting the Xbox One now. I think that might have done that for a lot of people. Which so is I'm okay with then, failing. But, you know? That's what I, it is. I don't I'm okay with failing still... to get the pre-order. And I'm gonna get I don't think one. it would still push me, though. Like, honestly, it, it wouldn't push me to yeah. get one. Especially having a game computer. I don't need the new Xbox. I'd rather have a PlayStation to play all these other exclusives. That being said, like, you know, we all have a gaming computer. It's all three of us, too. This is the first time in a console war where I know within the first year I'm gonna buying both consoles, just because they they're both very well made. They both have very good attributes. I, I will be owning both of them. I'm excited for that, and I'm gonna get the digital PS5, and I'm gonna get the Series X Xbox. You know, I'm just, I'm just gonna get it just to have them because yeah. I collect all the consoles. But that's true. Um, that's the only reason I'll probably get it. Yeah. You know, in some things, to be honest, I have a game. Uh, obviously, we, you know, like you said, we all have gaming PCs. But uh, some things I might just consider getting on the PS5 instead of a computer. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but maybe it's just I don't know. But maybe I'll get Harry Potter on my actual PS5 instead of the computer. I don't know. I'm actually excited for that game. That looks PS5. really. I'm not a big Harry Potter. I mean, like I am at the movie, not like reading the books. I'm not a nerd, but um, <laughs> I am actually. <laughs> that was just. <laughs> <a tweet>. um, <laughs> I like we have a. Geek Freaks podcast that I'm taking making fun of nerds. Um, I'm very excited for that Harry Potter game. I am very, very excited for that. That looks really good. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on to our Blizzard Warner. All right, we're going to enter that awesome intro music here. Uh, okay, <laughs> we're going to start off with some uh, amazing news out of the co-founder for Blizzard, Mike Morheim. He's coming out of retirement to start his own game studio, Dreamhaven. Daniel, I think you were at you were with the with me at the BlizzCon where Mike retired. Were you there when they kind of did that whole speech and he left yeah. and JLM came in? Yes, I was there. It was emotional. Mike Morheim is a legend. So kind of let's kind of give you guys an idea of how awesome this guy is. So he left in 2019 after a long career at the helm of Blizzard. He is seen as the representative of Blizzard's very best, like World of Warcraft's peak, the huge launch for Overwatch. And StarCraft's well-balanced esports life. He gave good love to StarCraft, which was nice. Um, of course, World of Warcraft was his baby, though. Uh, while the new president, Jalen Brack, is seen kind of like an Activision kind of guy, you know, um, Mike has been like just about the quality of the games. That's that's the the perception by the fans is that he's that way. He's a more legend than man. Not necessarily, you know. He's also just a guy who got involved with Activision. Let's, let's just get to the truth of that. But he's always been kind of seen like the guy that kind of got stuck. Um, so he's, he's a really great guy, and now he's launching his own studio called Dreamhaven. 
and it's going to be focused on quality and developers' passion. That's a big focus if you go to their website, guys, but you guys should check it out. It's very beautiful. Uh, they're pushing this idea of um, we're going to let the developers make the decisions. We're not going to worry about the money. We're not going to go out and try to get investors for everything first. We're going to work on the game first, and the developers will come, or, you know, money will come from the sales of the game from investors as we go. They're going to have two developer wings of the new, new studio. Um, they're going to be uh, Secret Door is going to do a, kind of their smaller indie projects. It looks pretty pretty neat. Their motto is stay small, adapt, and make an impact. Both of their websites are really cool. Whoever's doing their web design, come on over, help us out with geekfreaks.com. Uh, we could always use help. By the way, we now own the rights to both the geekfreakspodcast.com and, geek, the, and geekfreakspodcast.com. So uh, we're expanding, folks. <laughs> hey, do you think uh, they, he pushes for like, like a CSGO game? Like a CSGO I game? I think or... he's making an MMO, my friend. With the next developer, so. Moonshot is focused on creativity and, and reinventing games. That is the passion of Mike Morheim. Daniel, do you think Mike can make a new MMO that would outdo oh, World definitely. of Warcraft? Oh, we were all, when we were playing Wrath, I remember we were talking about like them making a new MMO that's gonna you know push us away from WoW, and then it was gonna be like what was it? Aliens? Everybody was thinking it was like aliens from like StarCraft or something. Yeah, like that. StarCraft and, MMO. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I definitely could see it. I, I really hope so. Especially WoW is amazing. Uh, hopefully, I I really hope they actually make another MMO. It'd be nice to have a another MMO to play. It, the 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 good and the bad to this is, of course, it can't use anything from Blizzard, right? It ha can't use any yeah. Blizzard asset, assets. Uh, the bad part of that is, like, I love the lore of Blizzard, uh, of World of Warcraft. I'm there. Um, the lore of Overwatch, all the games. But the nice thing is a fresh start means all new lore, and I trust Mike and the team that he brought on. The guys that went with Mike are the, like, heads of a lot of departments from Blizzard. We're talking about the guy that ran, that, like, launched Hearthstone. Is doing the uh, the secret doors, the smaller oh. company, the guy that's in charge of StarCraft and Overwatch, and you know they join. The staff is like ninety percent uh, the of the best of of uh, Blizzard. Matter of fact, they got they just got the art designer that's been doing all of the Afterlives videos that we've been watching lately. These little Afterlife videos that come out, it, they just got the person who designed those. The director is now with them, so it's really an outstanding cast. Yeah. Uh, Squeaks, does this kind of make you worried for Blizzard? What are your thoughts? Uh, this makes me super worried for Blizzard because you're taking <clears throat> the great minds of Blizzard and moving them somewhere else to have them create. We know they could create stuff. It doesn't matter what right. world. The, they know whatever. We know whatever world that they're going to make. At least I do. That I'm going to be all in. Kind of like you're saying you love the lore of World of Warcraft. Okay, so people, I love the lore of Overwatch and stuff like that. Well, they're 100% probably going to make something that we're going to fall in love again that we're going to get into. Yeah. Blizzard, I would be super worried about because who who's leading your projects now, or who's kind of like trying to take the mantle to think of the future of uh, WoW, Overwatch, StarCraft? Are we going to see a decrease in quality, or some like shitty ass stories? Are we not gonna? Are we going to get more of like BFA, you know, instead yeah. of like what we're looking looking forward to, Shadowlands, or like it was Burning Crusades or Lich King? Um, so I I would be worried because. Uh, who who's taking over? There's no news, right? Well, it, it the people who are leaving are not necessarily the highest echelon. So Ian is still staying for World of Warcraft. Uh, Jay Allen is Jalen Brack is still you know the president of the company, stuff like that. So like the guy I can't remember his name, but the guy that did Overwatch is still over there too. He's really cool. Um, he's the funniest to watch at BlizzCon. 
Um, so a lot of the main names are there, but it's just kind of like some of those real senior guys, especially the earlier on senior guys are leaving. Uh, I, I am. Okay. So we've seen the winds of change coming to blizzard, right? Activision's mm-hmm. starting to implement more and more while blizzard's like, we're going to create and focus on developers more than Activision's like, you need a game this year. Uh, we're starting to see that kind of push into each other. Is that, you know, that, that is, that is not as good for us, for us gamers, right? I think the great thing about these two new developers in this new studio that Mike's making is, first off, we're going to have an awesome new studio that's going to be making games that I'm sure I'm going to love. I'm following Mike's work. I'm following everything he does. Fantastic. That's good. Second, it's going to put a fire underneath Blizzard's ass to make sure you guys keep that, that quality up. They're both yep. in Irvine, California. They're neighbors. These two studios are in the same area. And, you know, if it's like, hey, my, my awesome boss just created a new studio they're probably going to pay the proper... We talked about this before. Blizzard's not paying their employees as much as they should be compared to other studios, but people stay because they love the games. Well, if you, if Mike, the one who invented the game you love, is about to do that again and pay you what you can get at EA or at Ubisoft, you're going to make that move. So I'm hoping this kind of puts a fire underneath Blizzard's ass and really kind of like, look, let's let's lock this down. And there's two other companies that some developers made, but none of them are, you know, none of them are Mike Morheim. So that's why we're talking about this one now. Uh, this, I think as gamers, we're going to win just because, and that's always kind of how we look at this is like, these are big dollars and big people. How is this going to affect us as gamers? We're going to win as gamers because we have some new studios making quality work and we might see, um, it, it might be a wake up call for studio that we already love. Let's hope, you know, uh, hey, that was going to be an explain a hundred percent. Like what, um, does competition now? Because if you make, uh, you know, an MMO with uh mike's mind right there will be a real mmo to be competition of and will a lot of people will fall off world of warcraft because 100 percent there'll be a decrease in in players within the first couple months 100 oh, yeah, uh, say if like, a new game comes out because everybody's going to try that game right 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 but then it just depends okay are we going to get our players back or not yeah so that's there was a time about, sure. I, i'm sure you know daniel i know for sure you remember these, these this phrase a lot it was like oh this is gonna be the wild killer you know new star yeah. wars coming out this is gonna be the wild killer we haven't heard that in a long time because people have stopped trying. MMO is kind of falling out of fashion, but it is about that time for it to be resurging. And World of Warcraft has been doing strong for a long time. Final Fantasy XIV is doing really well for itself, it's putting out a lot of good content. Uh, so we could see this could be the time for a new game to come out. And it, of course, will take a few years for them to finish development of this. Um, yeah. Do you think, Daniel, we'll see a resurgence of MMOs? Uh, I definitely think so. And I was actually thinking, I was going to say something. What if they uh, joined. Uh... The team of Wildstar take over Carbine. there. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. There's a lot of, of people out there looking for work. Yeah, I could, he could make it better. He could definitely make Wildstar better. Yeah, the the imagery he used for Dreamhaven, I think, is going to be kind of a hint of what to expect for the new MMO. And it's sort of this like uh, magic meets steampunk. It's really beautiful world. Uh, I can't suggest checking out their website enough. It's done very well. Um, but yeah, I mean, the team at Wildstar made an excellent game. And those who didn't try it out, I feel bad that you guys missed out on a game that's now shut down. But it was really well done. And and they, they should be taking up Carbine. It's a really good company. I, oh. I hope they don't, I don't... I hope they don't, like... I hope I really hope the MMO doesn't follow, like, the WoW, like, gear and stuff like that, gearing up. I, I hope it's totally different. <laughs> if they do make an MMO. New, a new world. If, you, if you're looking for that, by the way, Daniel, if you're looking for that, a new world is kind of like that. It's kind of like taking some of the MMO elements, but removing some of the gearing and stuff like that the same oh, way. Okay. You might like that. Yeah. Yeah, but you were telling me that 
they're still trying to figure out what they're doing with the game. So like, right, yeah, yeah but the, I'm just saying, like, when that game becomes what yeah. it's supposed to be become, I think it might be really good. There are a lot of wow people that left for New World, so there is a lot of that too that left to make that game. Uh, next thing from the Blizzard corner, we have possible World of Warcraft two in works. Uh, so MovieWeb.com source Daniel Rickman says Legendary Pictures, which is the company that made the first one, is starting development. Thanks largely due to the game and their first movie's popularity overseas. It didn't do well in America, but China and some of Europe helped out a lot. Um, so the article, you know, MovieWeb.com, they're not necessarily huge or anything like that. It got big when Chris Metzen went ahead and, and tweeted it out again. Now, Chris, Chris uh, Metzen, he's the voice of Thrall. Uh, from the video games. He's one of the game developers for World of Warcraft. Uh, he really, really high up on the totem pole over there back in the day. And so when he said this out, everybody's like, oh my God, this is real. Chris then later on sent out a tweet saying like, I don't know anything for sure. I'm just sharing news that I'm finding and I think is interesting. So there's kind of that too, where he's like trying to back off a little bit because everybody got too hyped. Uh, but this, this little kind of hint kind of got people excited again. So what I want to do is I want to kind of talk about what would we want to see from a Warcraft 2? And let's go ahead and get this one out of the way real quick. We all want to see Wrath of the Lich King, right? We all know that yeah. that's going to sell tickets. If they were to just do Henry Cavill as Arthas, as Wrath of the Lich King, perfect, right? Look at Squeaks' face. <laughs> we all know we want to see I, that. If they did do a Wrath, I would love to see it, like, in the beginning. It shows, like, back then when I think it was the one of the gods created the helmet and the sword, right? It was and in Shadowlands. It. Actually, yeah. It was yeah. it was in Shadowlands it was made and then stolen. Yeah. The yeah. Games. It'd be cool if they show that and then it hits like Arthas uh getting it pretty much creating Death Knights and that would be awesome. That that would be awesome. I, I think they would make a lot of money off that storyline. Dude, think about the finale of the first movie being the calling of Strathom. When he has to kill all the humans because they Ooh, have. Yeah, I was even thinking mm. that. Yeah, oh, man, that was so awesome. Oh, yeah, like, it's such a good movie, man. So knowing that Wrath of Lich King would be the best option, let's look at some other ideas. Um, Daniel, I know uh, you've been kind of cooking on this. What are your other ideas? Uh, OK, so it was cool seeing like before, you know, Baby Thrall and stuff like that. Well, I was thinking I want to see Thrall escape. With uh his uh, uncle, Obram? yeah, it's it's uncle, yeah, it's Orgrim, o yeah. and then they go to Talmdor and mm -hmm. create uh Orgrimmar. Like I would love to see that, but then they're gonna have to like do like a time jump after that. And once he's the leader and you got all these tribes, like they need like something with action. Uh, one of the villains who was uh it was the Illidan next. That that was like the big. If you're to go to like the Burning Crusade and stuff like that, yeah, like yeah. right after that, just jump to there. Like I want to see Ogomar yeah. bring up and then time jump to Burning Crusade so that we could already get to the next like Arthas one. Yeah, you're kind of you're trying to just set up uh, Arthas. Just possible, trying yeah. to get there, trying to help them up. But I do like the <laughs> idea of what you're setting up there is kind of a movie that would be the assembling of the horde. So you'd have like, yeah. oh, they go, they find these Torrens that have like a successful inner city. And, but their thing is they're always doing these centaurs. And so the orcs would help them fight off the centaurs and then they'd create an alliance. Then, oh, oh there's. Basculus, what's the that? Boars. The boars. They got to fight off the boars. Yeah, the quail boars. Yeah, the quail boars. Bristleback. The Bristleback quail boars. Yeah, yeah, same kind of thing. But then like yeah. they would find like over in Lordaeron, the city that was hit by a plague. 
the humans do not talk to them anymore. So they're like, we'll take them in, you know, and then they become the forsaken, join you and the trolls. Who, you know what I'm saying? Like you could find like this, like yeah. building of the horde would be really fun. I like that idea. That that would be cool to see. Um, of course, as horde players, we're like, yeah, but the humans could be doing whatever. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but I do like that idea. Uh, do you think they could add Anixia, like the dragon, into that story? If they do Anixia, now that's something interesting because that's like if they were to do just like a random quest. I would love that. Because like Anixia, like attacks them or something. Right. But then it would just ruin. It would kind of change the story. What if you but... had just like random guys sitting, like opening shot, random guys sitting in a tavern. One's clearly a mage priest. You know, here's a warrior, a rogue. And then they just kind of do things where they go to this little village, they pick up some, oh, they hear about this new journey, they go do that. So basically it's like leveling. And then you're going through and you're like, the stakes keep getting bigger. And then you hear rumors of this dragon off the, and they're like, we need you guys. She's in her den. She's, she has a brood. There's multiple babies coming. Can you guys go in there and kill Anixia? And then you attack Anixia's lair. So basically from starting a questing zone in, what is it? What is it? Dread Waste or whatever it's at into yeah. Anixia's lair would be like a long quest chain, but that actually would be a really fun movie. Or and you don't I mean, need to have any famous names in it either, other than Anixia. That wouldn't that wouldn't be bad. Or like you said, like it's in a tavern and they're just talking about it, and it shows like clips of like they ran into the the cavern, and all of a sudden Anixia is standing right there, and she just starts attacking them. And it's just yeah. like a little quick story, and it'll yeah, be kind of cool. More add... dots, more dots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more dots. <laughs> it's like what oh, the man. f. <laughs> oh that's that's oh, classic <laughs> all right squeaks let's move on to you man you've got any ideas for good uh stories uh i don't know i got a couple things like one uh i would love to see more jaina because you know i love jaina so what i would love to do is have a, a movie that's following her maybe her struggles to get to where she is as of now in the alliance um yeah but i want it to be really dark i want it to be like where we really feel like the terror that she's had gone through uh yeah. losing her family whatnot there's that but then i want to see more uh races being involved i want to see the scourge i want to, the undead i want to see the trolls i want to see i want to see more of i want to see blood elves you know yes the yeah. i want to see more of them i, I thought that, i mean i watched the movie again recently last year and I, I mean i thought the cgi was good i wasn't complaining really too much about it i think the orcs are um, better than the humans <laughs> yeah i mean um the the thing it was all mostly cgi so you can't i don't know i mean i thought it was okay so yeah. Yeah. to see what they could do with like the undead um I mean, blood will be easy. It's just kind of humans with ears, uh, bigger ears. Um, but that's what those are just the things I want to see. I think story wise, I would love to see Jaina. If it's not that, then I would love to see um, just the more more allied races and whatnot. Hey, if if they added Sylvanas, that would be awesome too. But then you'd have to go more to the Wrath of the Lich King storyline. You could you could tell a story of the three sisters because then you have Alaria and stuff like that. You can kind of tell the story of the three sisters would be really interesting. One of them falling to to uh, Arthas, but yeah, you are getting to Arthas' story, and you kind of want to avoid yeah, that for now. I, I think Ooh, like their really best bet is to stick with Thrall. That's definitely gonna bring more people into the story, and uh, from there, I honestly don't know. I'm just hoping it's really good, and they continue the story to make that. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're kind of asking us to uh, create a story with one of the main characters out. It's like, okay, well, let's just make a horde story without Thrall. I mean, kind of what the first one was, but like yeah, I mean, right. yeah, after that, baby thrall. Yeah. But the first one was then, good because you got to see how it all started in a way. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree. So then, number two, what are you gonna do? Uh, have a horde without thrall? Now you're gonna need thrall. So I would next like thrall, to, see I need to see Arthas. Yeah, I, I would like to do a time jump. So here's my thing: Arthas is too big. We don't necessarily need to touch that story yet. I'd say let's build the movies off of one-off stories. My personal thing, and nobody's gonna enjoy this: Cataclysm, Pandaria. We make great movies. 
So Cataclysm. Yeah, I was thinking Cata. Yeah, you have these like, okay, so we're in the future now. We see Baby Thrall is now an adult Thrall and is running his 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 nation. Just totally ignore the Arthas thing. We'll do that. We'll, we'll move up the, the changes, the timeline, so that's later on. But all of a sudden, this dragon comes by and just starts burning things. And then you would see Horde and Alliance team up for the first time to try to take out a dragon. It's a clear, short story where you got to kill the dragon. You don't have to go too much Deathwing? into the dragon aspects. Yeah, Deathwing. You don't have to go too much into the dragon aspects part of things. I mean, just kind of hint at it. But then you have this idea of like the Horde and the Lions having a team together would make really a good movie. Pandaria, I, that's awesome because it's a whole new thing where you'd have story of people trying to decide, should I go with the Horde? Should I go with the Alliance? You know, different philosophies. And then that's a good way to bring in the old gods because I think the Shaw is a better way to bring in the old gods than just like if you're to try to recreate AQ40. Um, I, I think Pandaria would be really fun. And again, it's a lot of, you know, speaking back to the Chinese box office, it's huge. That's what kind of is going to get the number two made. You have a lot of Chinese influence. Of course, all the aesthetics are from China for Pandaria. So, um, and of course, walking and talking pandas always going to win in the movies. Yeah, I think get Jack really cool Black too to see the the you know in the part where the panda is where you have to pick where your horde alliance. It'd be really nice nice to see that um, you know kind of uh, decision from the yeah also. brothers and sisters and, and stuff like like two brothers going different ways and stuff like yeah. that. It'd be really neat to yeah. see. That'd be cool. yeah. yeah, I like I your idea though of changing really... the timelines. I like that yeah. because then we don't uh, have I'm to down... focus on Arthas. Oh, sorry, uh, I w- I'm down for a time jump, but I'm not not that far in because there's so much good story that you're just missing doing yeah it. but there's so much story that i think it should be a series that's my thing is like you need a time jump oh, so that you can get people excited for this world that are not world of warcraft fans and then like okay yeah we could tell a story of the founding of orgamar but let's like make that a series once it's already established how good this world is i just i'm trying to find like these little quick short awesome one-off movies that can get people into this world because that's what we need world of warcraft fans will come out we need to get people who are not wow fans to come out you know, when you were talking about the time jump thing, I really like how you put Cataclysm before because you could really, like you said, have Alliance and Horde to come together to fight something. Yeah. Then after that, you need Arthas. And then if Arthas comes because the Lich King, obviously, then you can really have the division between Horde saying like, well, this is your person. This is what you guys are doing. And then you can have that altercation too. So I really like that. And I think you, I mean, that's kind of just badass, actually. I think to bring together and then make it make yeah. each other. I mean, like, and, then and just kind of blame the Alliance that this is your person. You did this. Well, Why in Pandaria... We is a shattering of the Horde Alliance more too, because uh, that's when Garrosh takes over. We don't necessarily need to have it to be Garrosh that's taking over, but yeah, we have kind of this invasion for this new territory. Who's going to take over it? So that's a good way mm-hmm. to like come together for Cataclysm split again and for Pandaria as well. If you wanted to do that one. Okay. okay. It's also that. Yeah. They, I mean, they could just do like a game of Thrones. Or the Warcraft. Let's yeah, do that. I'm on board. the movies do this series. Wrath. <sighs> I wish I had all the money in the world to make this happen. <laughs> All right, uh, we have BlizzCon Line, which is BlizzCon Online, and they're just trying to be real cute with the name. Uh, coming February 19th and 20th, 2021. This is a digital version of BlizzCon. Uh, they're going to be obviously sharing, you know, big announcements, and they're also going to be doing a lot of community showcases. So one where, when you're at BlizzCon, there's all kinds of cool community stuff going on. You guys are going to be able to get a little bit of that from home. Uh, so you have, like, your cosplay, your fan art, digital storytelling, which is, like, these little short videos people make. Um, talent spotlights so and a lot of music videos and stuff like that. And then, of course, March of the Murlocs are going to do something with that too, because that's kind of a, a community mainstay uh, of the event. So, if you guys want to participate in those events, you have to uh, apply on the BlizzCon website by January 4th. If you guys want to get that cosplay going, it's the time to do it. Um, yeah. As for announcements, what do you guys expect to come out of the announcements for BlizzCon Online? 
BlizzCon online, whatever it's called. Yeah. Daniel, what do you think, man? What's the big announcement? Uh, StarCraft, for sure. Yeah, uh, I'd love that. expecting them to announce it this time. Uh, they'll probably show more Diablo, definitely. Mm-hmm. Especially, it got announced. Um, uh, definitely, the big thing is StarCraft. 100% StarCraft. They have to announce it. Yeah. Or a new new Warcraft, maybe. Because they, they did remaster the Reforged. I wonder if they could like push to make a new Warcraft. They could, but it got it got so hardly paint. Like Warcraft Reforged got hit so hard that I think they're gonna wait a little bit on that. In um, my opinion, I don't know. Starcraft. Yeah. yeah. What do you think they're gonna be talking about at BlizzCon? Uh, Squeaks. Uh, what I w- I would like some follow ups from the uh, last BlizzCon. Yeah. Uh, meaning Overwatch Two. Where yeah. were we at with that? Um, I think it's uh we were expecting it to be what 2020 release. I thought. Yeah. Uh, so I want to follow up with that. I definitely want to follow up. It's like just just give up on the on the Diablo mobile at this point. What yeah. there's just n- release is, it. I mean, it's, you guys it's, it's already completed. Some something. It's it's so unacceptable how long yeah. this game's taking. And I know a lot of people aren't like really dying for it, but I played it the demo of it, and it's literally just Diablo on your phone. So let me have it now. Like yeah, it yeah. seems fine. Um, I just want to see some follow-ups with those two. Um, I would love to see some more Diablo for sure, Diablo Four. Right. Um, but yeah, I I, I want I would like some answers on this one. Where where are these games at? You guys are both right, hundred percent. Uh, we're probably gonna get another. We're probably gonna get reveals for future patches for Shadowlands. Uh, we should at that point be able to know what the next patch is and then the next raid where we're headed. Um, what they do in Legion, which they did not do in Battle for Azeroth, and we're seeing that Legion was the way to go. As they straight up said, like, eventually, this is what the final boss will be. We're going to go after, Ar- we're going to go to Argus. Like, they just kind of, like, revealed, like, there'll be patches in between and raids in between, but that's our goal. And it was like, what? That's amazing. So we had this hype. So I would like for them to just say, like, hey, at the end of this thing, you guys are going to be teaming up with the Lich King. Like, something crazy. Like, you're going to be teaming up with Arthas. Something big like that just to kind of get, like, panties dropped. You know what I'm saying? Something big. Um, panties dropped. Panties dropped, man. Uh, but I think, you know, I think we all got some good ideas here. What we're going to do as a podcast we're going to be uh, doing uh, streaming events and stuff like that for those two days. We're still working out if, 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 if Corona is still a problem. We're going to do it remote like we are with this. Uh, if not, we might have a big big party at my house or whatever and have everybody over and watch the announcements and freak out together. Uh, and we'll stream that. So we'll see what's going to happen. We'll, we'll see what, what life is like by then. All right. Last bit for uh, the podcast and for Blizzard Corner. Shadowlands stream marathon is coming up. So uh, the release for Shadowlands is going to be October 27th. We're going to try, try, big on that one, try to stream for 24 hours. Me and Daniel used to be able to put up two days straight back in the good old days when we were young bucks. I don't know, Daniel. That's just not me no more, man. <laughs> uh, honestly, I do it every every weekend now. Like I stay up oh, 24 you fiend. hours. Uh, oh, yeah. Like It's so easy. I already figured out how to do it. Okay. I'm good. Daniel, I'm tw- Daniel is on that call. Did he like the weird ass oh, times of the night? I've been going yeah. to bed like seven in the morning and i go to bed because i'm like well i'll just get three hours of sleep because i can only <laughs> sleep until 10 o'clock that like that's like once it's 10 o'clock until i'm awake yeah so i was like yeah but really i could just stay up and just keep trucking but i'm so ready we might have to do something then where maybe you pick up the stream baton so i can sleep for like an hour and then come back or whatever we'll have to figure something out uh, because oh, look at that now he's back an hour right away <laughs> no nah, nah, that's okay I okay ain't cool so I, the reason I'm a grown-ass that- man I'm gonna stay up. I am a too grown ass man to where I'm like, yeah, but naps are awesome. I mean, I love Shadowlands, but naps are just awesome. (laughs) 
I so, gotta see if I'm off that day. You better take that day off. That's the answer. Oh, exactly. I know. Yeah. Uh, so the big thing we're gonna be doing, we're gonna be doing a charity stream for the Checkpoint organization. Shout out to Kevin who gave us the idea for this organization. We've been looking for a good one. Uh, this is an organization that is pushing mental health through gaming. Uh, so I'm gonna read a little thing from them. Checkpoint uh, is a charity that provides mental health resources for gamers and com- and the gaming community. Our mission, our missions are to raise awareness for mental health issues, reduce stigma, and improve well-being in our community. We are passionate about using video games for positive well-being and resilience. They work on depression, uh, suicidal thoughts, eating disorders, addiction, PTSD, and so much more. And they they link it to video games and like they they'll they have so many great resources on the website. We'll do a big thing about them right before the stream. Um, but yeah, so during that event, we're going to try to raise money for them. We're going to do a charity run um, and try to play for as long as we can and, and get some money for a good cause. It, I like the idea of us like, Hey, look at me. I'm wasting my time by not sleeping and playing video games all night and raising money. So it's kind of like, you know, like I can feel better about myself a little bit. Um, and I hope that you guys can come out, hang out with us. We'll have, we know we have a few people coming on just to kind of bullshit with us and stuff like that during the event. We're going to do a lot of games on the streams and, of course, play World of Warcraft Shadowlands. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So, Daniel, you're on board to help out. Squeaks, you going to be streaming a little bit on that, too? Ah, oh, man. So I just switched benefits at work, so uh, it's going to be a little harder for me oh, to get God. those days off like I expected. Uh, so I Squeaks know. is letting us down, yeah. guys. Um, it's okay. We'll, we'll make up for it. it usually happens. I'll be yeah. Especially uh, I'll be, not a real playing. gamer. I'll be playing every night, though, after yeah. work. So. There's going to be a lot of streaming going on once Shadowlands comes out, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I actually have to work that day, so got to put it in my request form. There we go. Get that request form in, guys. That's what's important. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you guys want to support the podcast, please head over to audibletrial.com backslash geekfreaks. Our next will be Dune, um, and then we'll have the Audible book coming out later on this week for uh, The Sandman, which has been fantastic. But that's also a really good suggestion. Uh, but thank you, guys, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. for joining us on the geek freaks podcast you can find us on twitter at geek freaks pod we're also on facebook instagram you can email us we have our patreon and a store all those links are in the description thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next week